0: Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Oh, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Amen. Boy, it's good to have our, our, our guest. We visited this man ten years ago. And I am so glad to have them today. We appreciate them being here. And, uh, uh, one of my, my heart goals is to make a difference in this community. We support missions, uh, foreign countries, missions everywhere. But I don't want, but my, my main mission is right here. I want to, I want to make a difference in Granite Falls and hills and, if I possibly can. And that's, that's my heart cry. And uh, appreciate the missionaries. But why Grace missionaries right here in the back door. Amen. Amen. And I'm glad that God allows us to have a part in that. Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven... Please don't miss that. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name I've cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. Then... Will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, I read those first few verses because of the word therefore. Therefore attaches this parable with what he's just said in verse 21 through 23. The parable he gives is this. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sins of mine and doeth them. If you mark your Bible, you will do well. Are you listening? Therefore, whosoever heareth these stands of mine and doeth them, your the mark doeth them. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, notice, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. It came to pass when Jesus had ended his sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. Let's go to the throne of grace one more time. And I'm going to invite uh, uh, Brother Wright at least to the throne of grace. You're this morning, dear God, that does not know you're a free party of sin. Lord, I pray that you safely get marvelous for us, Lord. I pray you touch and help us this God, do that great work. Lord, that only you can do. All we love you, we thank you and praise you. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege for this to your house this morning, dear God. Thank you, Lord, for all the visitors that have come, Lord. I pray you touch and help them, bless them richly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You'll be seated. Proverb writer said in Proverbs 24, 3, through wisdom is a house builded and by understanding is it established. That word builded and established have the same meaning. It means to make permanent, to fix, to be stable, if you will. Wisdom wants to build a house that will endure. As we look and begin this series this morning on the house that wisdom builds, the first thing I want to say is building a house that endures. And if it endures, it must have a strong foundation. Wisdom is interested in building something solid, something real, something worth standing Proverbs one12 1 through 10 says, in verse 3, I'll just read one verse wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. As we consider this house that wisdom builds, may we understand no one ever touched the heart, the head, and the home like Jesus Christ. Lord is concluding his sermon on the mount. And as he concludes his sermon, he concludes it with a parable about two home builders, if you will. You see, every one of us are in the building business. And you and I, every day, are building a life and building something. But what's most important is the part of what you're building, and that is not what you build or how you build, but where you build. One of the most amazing stories, true stories I've ever read, is a, a man built these glamorous, expensive homes in Canada. And years and years ago, the, the least expensive home began at $250,000. And the outside was beautiful and magnificent. I mean, the landscape, and it, was, it was one of the most beautiful places you would have ever went. And quickly, all the homes sold and people moved in. But winter came. Snow came. The winds begin to blow. And one after another, after another, after another, these houses, beautiful homes, just begin to collapse. Just begin to sink and to fall apart. And what had happened, the developer had took a cheap route. Instead of preparing the site, he built these Beautiful, magnificent homes on a garbage dump, a landfill. And when the rain and the snow and all of that came, it just sunk. And all the houses sunk with it. Now, it's one thing. Now, it's one thing to build a house, to build a home that looks good. But it's quite another. To build a home and a house that endures. Jesus tells us a story of two different men. One home lasted through the storm and one home didn't. One man was wise, one man was foolish. And the difference was all in the foundations The houses looked just alike. They both had chimneys. They both had bedrooms. They both had shuttered windows. They both had fresh paint. They both had well-kept yards. Just like two neighbors living together next door to one another. You can live next door to somebody and you both attend the same church. Sing the same songs. May work at the same job. Your kids go to the same schools. And one be wise and one be foolish. Let me say this. Every one of us are either A wise builder or a foolish builder? Now, I know that's pretty tough here on a Sunday morning. So that's the reason I ask God to move your heart to listen intently. And I understand something very quickly. Trust me, I'll probably understand this more than you ever imagined. God will let you live the life of a fool if you want to. Now, I'm glad I'm not God. I might make you do things. If I was God, but he's not, but I'm not. Now, I'm going to hear you understand. Every one of us, every one of us, every husband, every father is a wise husband and father or a foolish one. Every mother is a wise mother or a foolish mother. So we find as we look at this story, perhaps this morning you could get honest enough with your own heart to say, Am I wise or if I'm foolish? Now i got good news. If you determine I've been foolish, you can move to the wise side today. Well, there's room for God to begin today to begin that wise. I will show you one thing: where the house endures, or where it doesn't, will determine on where your wise or foolish, or what kind of foundation you're building on. Two thousand three, we built this building. They done all the grading work. They poured a footer. They put little stands about yay high that they set the rebar on. And I followed the inspector around and I noticed he stayed here probably a half a day inspecting. He, he made them space them thing just so far all the rebar had to have them little stands on them. I mean, he was dogmatic. He was meticulous, and I watched him as he inspected the walls and the wiring. He didn't spend much time. He came up and said, yep, that looks good, and sign off on it. But the foundation, he spent meticulous time making sure it was right. It's amazing. And Jesus comes and tells us today that every one of us is building something. First of all, let me give you three pieces of advice. Again, understanding my desire, my goal is to help you to build on the right foundation. First of all, the reality of the storm. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon the rock. May I remind you, the storms are going to come. Now, I wish I could tell you, and uh, uh, I I wish I could tell you, God loves everybody and you get saved and there's not going to be any storms and let's all have a group we, uh, hug and, and, and go home. But the reality is every, every family, every home is going to have storms. The wind's going to blow. I mean, uh, that is, it's going to come. According to the story, these two men built two houses. They started off with the same purpose. They wanted to build a place for their families to live. Both used similar plans. As a matter of fact, all the homes in Bible days were very similar. But both houses were hit with a storm. Both of them, the winds blew, the rains come, and the storms came to every house. God is not telling us now, when you get saved, you're gonna have, uh, uh, get on the good ship lollipop and sail into heaven. He says it's a battleship and she's, she's gonna be in storms, amen. And he's telling us that they're gonna come. Now, let me help you, dear Christian. Somehow or another, we get, we get moved by that. We get shaken by that and we get, troubled by that. But the Lord has told us the rain of adversary falls on every life. Everybody gets a lot bill. Did you get a lot bill last month? Yeah. They never forget to get, send me a lot bill. Never. Uh, the floods of, of, of heartache and trials the winds of trials. Everybody if you live in the west, you'll face earthquakes. If you live in the south, you'll face tornadoes. If you live in the north, you'll face floods. If you live in the east, you'll face hurricanes. True story happened over 70 years ago. A man lived in Long Island in 1938. It a year that the barometer came out. Well, this man went down to the storm. He'd seen that and he bought him one and he'd come home and hung it up on the wall. It so happened that day that the barometer said that a hurricane was coming. He walks outside, he looks up at the sky and says, man, it's a beautiful day. There's no way that a hurricane's coming. Just, just like me, I bought a barometer and it don't work. So he takes it back to the store tells the man, this thing don't work on my money back. He gets his money back and as he goes home and he gets home he finds that a tornado has come through and wiped out his house completely. Now the barometer didn't lie. The man just didn't believe or heed what the barometer said. How many's got your Bible? This Bible doesn't lie. And what this Bible says is going to come to pass. Now, it's not a question of whether this uh, this is true. This is true. The question is, do you do anything with it? Do you heed it? Now, don't miss it. Someone said, why do storms come in our life? and I I want to help you here would you look at me and listen would you pay attention today I I really want to help you family because some of you are going to face some storms and you're going to collapse then you're going to wonder why we have a misconception I've had a misconception in days gone by we have a tendency to think storms builds a foundation that's not so are you listening? Storms, heartaches, trials, do not build a foundation. They, The storms, the trials, simply display what the foundation is. It puts on display what's under you. But we had a storm the other week. It, it, I, I mean, it, the wind blew. Uh, you, you know, the cover, I got an outside lot. The wind blew so hard, it, it just shattered that outside cover on that lot. It just drove it across the yard. Man, the wind blew, and, and it was amazing. And and when it blows like that off, and it's rain, goodness. And when it does, I, I I walk through the house, and I'm looking up at the ceiling and said, man, I want this thing going to leak, or if the roof is going to... But you know what the storm does? The storm just reveals what's already there. The storms do not... Boy, you know, many times we'll look, and... and um, Let's see somebody go through a trial and we, we say, Boy, I, I tell you, I hope hope they get hope they get I hope it wakes them up to the reality. I hope it wakes them up to what they need to do, and I hope it, it does that, does this, but but it doesn't for the most part because the storms simply reveal what the foundation already is. What it already is. It reveals the quality of the foundation. You see, if you looked at these two homes on the outside, you would have never known one was weak and one was strong. Which one would sink and which one would stand? You could not have looked. By the way, I look across this room here today, and I see home after home after home after home, and I cannot look on the outside and determine which one would sink and which one would stand. But the storm will reveal that. You may look good on the outside, but are you distinct on the inside? How many of you remember years ago Highway 70 and they built a brand new restaurant called Buffalo Wings? How many remembers that? Man, it's a nice restaurant. Until a whole Swallowed the man's car. Man, that's having a bad day. You're out, you go out you eat in a restaurant you walk outside. Where's my car? And there's a big old hole there, and the car's gone. That's a bad day. was one moment, they shut that restaurant down, and I'd drive by and I'd watch it, and that thing started stinking. The front, the front of the building started sinking more and more. Why? I, I, I watched that. Are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? I watched that, and I said, I watched lives do exactly the same thing. I watched the storms come and the roads struggle and the roads struggle and I watched them sink and wonder why in God's name could we not stop it? Right. We couldn't stop it because they built on a no, new no foundation under it. Yeah. They couldn't stop that restaurant from sinking. Says so torn down. They dug a hole. You could have set this church in inside that hole down there working months on end putting pipes and building a solid foundation I've watched lives I'm just going to be honest I'm I'm your pastor and and I can't help it I'm burdened by some of your lives this morning I'm watching you and I'm watching you build a foundation Sunday school ain't important preaching ain't important church ain't important I'm wondering when the storm is going to come, if you'll survive it or not. I'm wondering, concerned. The reality of the storm, they're going to come. Going to come. Number two, the regard for the storm. These two houses were basically made the same. But there's a big difference. One was built on a solid foundation. That's the reason why I love the name of our church. Solid Rock Baptist Church. Our church thing, back there, building a solid foundation for your life. That's our goal. That's what we're here for but it all starts with you. He said in a, in a text, he likened the wise man. Well, how in the world, preacher, do I build a solid foundation? Will you build that But being in Sunday school? Yeah. Getting his children in Sunday school. Yeah. Every time you attend Sunday school, you're putting a rock under that foundation. You're making it stronger. Every service, it may seem like it's not important. When they was building this building, and they dug their foot all the whole way around it, and they was putting their barb in, it didn't look important. You could not see anything that seemed important. But the truth was, it was the most important thing about this building. You do that Been in Sunday school. Those kids, those kids. Brother Ronnie was telling me about Braden, his grandson, talking about Moses and and the fire, and the fire, and the fire. Couldn't explain, couldn't tell it just right, but he, he got it. He got it. You see, what we're doing is we're laying a foundation. Next month, my dad will be in heaven about 27 years. I remember as a little boy, seven years old, my daddy got saved by the grace of God. And we started going to church. And I want you to know every time the doors was open, we came, we went to church. There was no question about us going, we went. He wouldn't ask, we win. Why, I thank God, I thank God, I thank God. He built a foundation for our lives. You realize this? Every time you're in the house of God, you're building that foundation. The other Sunday, about two Sundays ago, I was was sick. And uh, one of the rare times I just... Just wasn't able to be here or preach. I came that morning. I'd go home, and uh, Elijah was in in Tennessee. He got done with his service, got on his phone, and he knows Matthew's are preaching. And the first thing he did, he texted his mom and said, "What's going on? What's wrong? Why ain't Papa all preaching?" Immediately, he said, what's wrong? Why ain't he preaching? He's always preaching. Why well, I wonder, you know what? I said, hallelujah. We're building a foundation. Because the storms are going to come. And I regard the storms. You realize this? You think it's just a small thing, it ain't, ain't important. Every time one of those youngins around you see you feel like you tied in the envelope, what you're saying to that child, we believe in God's work, we believe in what God's doing, we're trusting God with our life, we're trusting God with our money. When you do that, you're building a foundation for them to trust God when they're older. It's amazing. Regard of the storm. And the foolish man, the foolish man, that's no big deal. That's Sunday. It's my day. I will do what I want to do. It's no big deal. I'm going to go play. It's no big deal. Till that child, to that child is 16 or 17. You're not telling me what to do. I'll do what I want to do. And don't preach religion to me. It wasn't no big deal for you. I'm serious. We're playing with our children's lives. And we're so hung up on ourselves that we're selling. Our children out. I don't want. I love it. I thank God. My grandson expected me to be behind the pulpit. See, it's it's no big deal. It's my time. I worked all week. I'm gonna have my fun no big deal. And it ain't. Today, it's not. Today, you can go out and have your fun. But when the storm comes, when the storm comes, there's the law, it's God's law, it's not mine. Be not deceived. God's not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. That's the law of the harvest. You cannot, you cannot sow green beans and reap corn. It's impossible. It's impossible. You can't sow grass and expect to get turnips. Impossible. It's the law of the harvest. And you see, you can't sow a selfish, foolish attitude and not reap that in your children. You cannot sow that. You can't sow Sunday school not being important. And then later on you get older. And you, it dawns on you. It is important. But now it's not important to them. You don't understand why. You don't sow. And then reap something different. Regard. When it starts... No, she built on a solid foundation. He knew storms coming. He decided, I'm going to build a solid foundation. Boy, a lack of regard leads to a disastrous result. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them not. Okay, preacher, that's good. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do what I want to do. First you. I'm, yours. I'm not going to do it. No, thank you. I'm not about it. I'll go home and blow my top. I ain't never coming back. You can do all those things. But you're like the man that says, I ain't going to do that. I'm going to build my house on sand. Here at these sands of mine and it them. You should be like unto a foolish man. I'm going to ask you a question. do I care more about your family? Do I carry a heavier burden for your family? Are you listening? I'm asking you a question. Do I have a heavier burden for your family than you do? I'm going to tell you this. There ain't a man in this church that carries a greater burden than I do for that young lady right there, that young man there, that young lady right there, that young lady over there, that young man there, and even my son-in-laws, I carry a burden for them. (laughs) There is not, there is not, there is not a man alive that carries a greater burden for them. And I'm going to tell you, I'd sell everything I have. I'd give everything I have if it meant helping them. But have I got more of a burden for your family this morning than you do? Some some ain't right about that. Some ain't right about that. Because the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Watch this. Who is this person? Let me tell you who this person is. I believe this is the people that come to church, some bring the Bible, listen to the sermon, they may even take notes. But when they walk out, they don't heed the Word of God. Nothing they hear makes one bit of difference in the way they live. Are you listening? Nothing they hear makes one bit of difference. They treat the Word of God like a good movie, like Jurassic Park. They enjoy it, they never, but they never let it affect the way they live. And then the clouds turn black. The breeze starts to blow. The mist becomes a monsoon. And their lives are blown away. The foundation here is more than just the Word of God. It's how you respond to the Word of God. James said it this way, Be you doers of the Word and not hearers only. Now notice this, deceiving your own selves. Deceiving your own selves. The reality of the storm, the regard of the storm. And then notice, being right in the storm. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sins of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And I wish this wasn't here. I wished I could change this. The terrains descended, the floods came, the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. God, Jesus, calls this man a wise man because he believed the Word of God and lived it. This is the foundation, not just in carrying the Bible, but believing the Bible. It's a foundation that's not moved by fear of the storm, but by the faith of the foundation. I said it's a, it's a man that's not moved by the storm, fear of the storm, but lives by the faith in the foundation. He said... It's a good foundation. It ain't going nowhere. And the deeper and stronger your foundation, the higher your life can go. The higher the building, the deeper the foundation. He belonged to the Son of God and loved Him. Now you have a choice. Every one of us has a choice. And it is your choice. You can build a life of the world that is here today you can build a life for the world that's coming tomorrow. You can build a life for the world that you can see. Or you can build a life for the world that you cannot see. By faith Abraham, look for a city whose builder and maker was God. Luke six forty six. Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Let me close with a story. November 1964, anarchy broke out in the Belgian Congo. Missionary J.W. Tucker knew he was at risk, but he stayed where God had placed him. One day a mob attacked, killed him, and took his body and threw it in the Bombkadi River. Mamkadi River. J.W. Tucker had risked everything. And it looked like he lost. Thirty years later, another missionary by the name of John Weedman got a burden for the people that lived on that river. And He had one, one man, a brigadier to the Lord. And then he was killed. But the brigadier was determined to reach a group and a tribe that had never heard the gospel. They were cannibalistic and very, very violent. Everybody knew that. But they had a tradition And the tradition was this that the blood of any man flowed in the Bombakadi River, you must listen to the message. This brigadier called the king and all the leaders of this village together and said, Some time ago a man was killed. His body was thrown in the in the river, and his blood flowed through the river. They set his attention. He left you a message. And the message was this. The Lord Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. He died for the sins of the world, and He died for your sins. And as He spoke, the Spirit of God moved. And because of that, they fell to their knees and trusted Christ as their Savior. Thousands were converted. And today, on that river, there's thousands of churches and outposts. And this is what they put on a tombstone. He fought a good fight and finished his course. He built his life on the solid stone of Jesus Christ. This morning, this morning, what are you building on? The house that wisdom builds is a house that endures, endures. Storm's coming. We need to regard the storm, but the key is is building the right foundation so when the storms come, it stands and it endures. What are you building on this morning? Let's all stand to our feet, every head bowed and every eye closed.